R. Kelly's friend, Valencia Love, who posted the $100,000 bond, wants her money back. But a Chicago judge says no. And I think this is very unfair to Valencia. R. Kelly appeared in, a, in court in Chicago recently for a hearing on the state sex crime charges against him, only to listen as a lawyer for the friend, Valencia Love, who posted his bond de demanding her money back. But Valencia Love, who put up $100,000 in February so R. Kelly could be bailed in Cook County, in the Cook County case against him, will not get her money back. Judge Lawrence Flood ruled. <sighs> mm, I think it's terrible. The judge said Love signed a bond slip which explicitly warned she could lose that money even if R. Kelly met the conditions of his bond because a judge might order the bond money be used to pay his attorney's fees, court costs, fines, or other expenses. In other words, in my opinion, from my interpretation of this, it really boils down to the judge's discretion and they can manipulate the terms and conditions of the bond i think that is very unfair especially considering how a lot of these white cops who kill black people unjustly a lot of times they have no bond at all and they get out of jail free and clear and a lot of times when they do receive a bond it's much less than this that is putting being put towards our killing and it's very very unfair for R. Kelly, who has not killed anybody, he is being denied bond and, you know, they're wanting to increase the bond past the $1 million that it was already set at. The judge also denied a motion by prosecutors to boost R. Kelly's $1 million bond. It was mostly a symbolic gesture since R. Kelly is locked up on federal charges and has been denied bond in those two cases. At this particular point, it's kind of a moot, moot point, the judge said. R. Kelly, who is 52 years old, is facing four sets of state and federal sex crime charges against him in three different states. Valencia Love's attorney, John Collins, appeared at the hearing to tell the judge his client had no knowledge of the federal investigations in New York or Illinois when she posted bond and that R. Kelly is a man of vast resources. Collins said Love now fears losing all her money as charges against R. Kelly stack up. There's been a substantial change of circumstances, Collins said. In this instance, he's held no bond. So the purposes of the bond are frustrated in Illinois since Kelly is now being held without bond on the federal charges, Collins said. There's no need to have her money sitting in deposit. I agree. R. Kelly has claimed he's broke. Besides Love's contribution to his bond, he also needed help to pay off an overdue child support payment. Love, 47 years old, who met R. Kelly on a lake 
on a lake in Michigan on a Michigan boat cruise, excuse me, told local reporters in February that she posted 10% of R. Kelly's bond because he is a good friend. She also claimed at that time that the cash she handed over was all R. Kelly's money, but declined to elaborate. R. Kelly appeared in court in an orange jail jumpsuit. He was indicted in Cook County in February on multiple counts of sexual abuse of underage girls. His bond had been set at $1 million, but prosecutors had filed a motion to raise it. I think that's very unfair. Although Flood denied the state's bond motion, he said he may revisit the issue if circumstances change in the federal cases. R. Kelly has been locked up in a federal detention center in Chicago since July when he was indicted on two sets of federal crimes, including child pornography, sex trafficking, and obstruction of justice in Illinois and in New York. He was denied bond on by judges in both federal cases. Kelly, R. Kelly ha- was a no-show last week in Minneapolis where he was supposed to make a first appearance on child prostitution charges. But federal prosecutors in Chicago declined to make him available and a judge issued a bench warrant for his arrest. The next hearing in R. Kelly's case in Cook County was scheduled for December 4, 2019, but R. Kelly is not required to be there. I support um, R. Kelly's friend, Valencia Love. I think she's very commendable for being there for her friend. Not a lot of people are there for you. When your back is up against the wall and you're at rock bottom and allegations are stacked against you such as this. And I don't think she did anything wrong by supporting her friend who's in need. And she's been attacked severely because she posted the $100,000 bond. I think it is very cruel to attack Valencia. And I support R. Kelly also. And I know that is very, um, very much um, something that's not favorable in this society when a lot of people agree on one thing, even if they don't agree on the circumstances or the evidence doesn't support the claims. A lot of people just agree, especially in the black community. They just jump on board whatever's popular and whatever side seems to have the most votes. You know, we have a huge habit in the black community of holding court of public opinion instead of court and the court of law. And we just let the media dictate who's guilty, who's innocent. And if the TV says they're guilty, that's what we that's what we tend to go with. And I think that's very unfair. And coincidentally, a lot of black people are the ones who are persecuting R. Kelly and defaming his character, calling him a child um, predator. And these same people 
they give a pass to a lot of the real sex predators who they know have sex with underage girls in their own neighborhoods, in their own families. They turn a blind eye to that. In this city where I am, it is very common. I've always seen older men um, riding around in their vehicles and, and uh, hooking up with young girls in the parks, behind the schools, and everybody acts like they don't see it. A lot of people pretend like, oh, that mu that must be their dad, that young girl's dad. A lot of dads don't hold hands and hug up on their daughters the way that I have seen a lot of these grown men do. Just a few days ago, I was at a restaurant in town and there was an older man. He had dr driven to this restaurant and I was sitting on the patio eating chicken wings, minding my own business. And I observed this man get out of the car and he went in first, I believe. And then the three underage girls got out of the car. One of them was in the front seat and they got out a little while behind him, but they did not. They were, it was like they were being sure and being careful not to go in together with that man. And I don't believe the more I observed and monitored the situation and they kept looking at me and they saw that I was noticing them. And so they were really observing me, you know, the more that they noticed that I was observing them and they kept coming outside. The young girls kept coming outside, you know, playing around. And I was like, why are they outside? And this man, I don't know if he was inside ordering or if he had went to the table and they were going to, you know, slowly fall in line one behind the other all together and go to the table. But I could tell that something was going on. And I thought about mentioning this to the manager. But at the same time, I'm thinking, OK, how can I prove that this man is engaging in an inappropriate situation with these young girls i can't prove it they can always say well he's a neighbor he's a friend he's just giving us a ride to the store um well he's an uncle he's um our dad you know how can we prove it and i'm pretty sure that's not enough you know my allegations to warrant the manager calling the police and checking them out you know there has to be um a lot more evidence to warrant checking this situation out. So um sure he would probably say he's being harassed and he could sue the city, right? So I thought about that and I'm thinking, okay, so unless we have concrete evidence, you know, this situation has to be given a pass. And a lot of these situations are given a pass because we can't prove it. And in this situation with R. Kelly, you know, there has been allegations of videotapes and a lot of allegations from a lot of underage girls as well as grown women. And I don't understand how he could be accused of inappropriate sexual conduct with these grown women if you're grown and you're consenting to sex situations. And a lot of these females accuse men of uh, misconduct, sexual misconduct, only after they don't get their way and they get pumped and dumped, as I said before. And 
I think they should be held accountable when they lie on these men, but there's a whole nother topic. But anyway, um, Valencia Love, I commend her for um, posting the $100,000. Not a lot of people will come to your aid and post that much a large sum of money, $100,000. I commend her for that. And apparently she's a woman of means. And I was thinking about, you know, R. Kelly, you know, there's been a lot of allegations that he's illiterate. I don't know if that's true or false, but I think if he is, a lot of the people in higher management positions in the music industry, they have taken advantage of him. And I have learned since he's been in jail that because I was wondering where is his money? And, you know, there were allegations that he's broke. And I just could not believe that because he's been in the music industry industry for so long and he's contributed so much. And he's written a lot of songs for a lot of people who have been very successful with those songs. So. I don't believe he's broke. I really don't believe he's broke. I think a lot of people have made a great effort to, to take advantage of him, being that he may be illiterate and he can't read uh, a lot of these contracts and so forth. So um, I've learned that he does not own his music. And I think that is awful that they robbed him of his talent like this and taken advantage of him. And I think, I think, um, oh my God, it just hurts me so bad. You know, the fact that he has written so many great songs and made so many contributions, huge contributions, and somebody else is benefiting from that financially. That's really awful. And, um, yeah, he's supposed to be getting royalty payments from his music. And I just don't understand how these people are getting away with this. And right now he's in a situation where he has to pay so much money to these attorneys relating to these sex allegation charges against him. So, you know, fighting all of these fires at once is almost impossible. But God is able and, and R. Kelly has God in him. And that's one thing that he has as an advantage over him, over these demons who are attacking him. God never said that the weapons would not form form against us. He said that they would not prosper. And I don't believe that these weapons formed against our Kelly will prosper. Glory to God. So I was thinking also, you know, our Kelly, he's been in the industry for many, many, many years. And he has a whole lot of celebrity friends as well as ordinary friends in the community all over America and all over the world. So these people have money, they have resources, they have means also. Where are his friends? You know, you find out who your real friends are when you're in jail and when you're in the hospital. Yeah, you really find out who your real, real friends are. And we find out that we don't have many, right? And before R. Kelly got in this jam, he was real close with um Tyrese. Tyrese was just partying, partying partying all over the place with R. Kelly and laughing all in his face. But now Tyrese is throwing shade, subliminal shade all over his Instagram and Facebook page at R. Kelly. What a shame. What a shame. What a shame. And he himself has been in the jam. So he, he, he should know how it feels to be having your wall, having your back up against the wall. Right. 
So, you know, as long as it doesn't affect affect you personally and you don't want to put your uh, bottom line on the line, you know, you don't want to have anything to do with R. Kelly right now. I think that's awful for Tyrese to abandon his friend, his close, close, good buddy, and K. Michelle, too. She keeps going back and forth with her support of R. Kelly. But meanwhile, she wants to benefit from him being her mentor. I think that's wrong also. But people are low down in so many ways. And they will be who they are. So we have to just take them for who they are. And decide on if we're going to deal with them or not. So I think this this is going to make R. Kelly a better man. A better person overall. After going through this, I believe God is taking him through this in order to um, equip him with um, better lessons in order to be a better person in life. And maybe he has a different path for him to um, tread, you know, in this um, next phase of his life. And he will be able to help so many people who have gone or will go through the same set of circumstances and be able to minister and give God the glory. So, um, yeah, R. Kelly's friend, uh, Valencia Love, she has, um, she has been, um, getting attacked because she has supported R. Kelly and posted the $100,000 bail. And R. Kelly was having trouble making his $100,000 bail before a woman, Valencia Love, paid to get him out of jail and so many people had a problem with this woman valencia love paying the bail because they were trying to create this narrative r kelly is abusing women and here goes a woman with her cape valencia love and flying all over leaps and bounds to come and help save r kelly in his day Okay, so they had a problem with that and they felt like Valencia is violating the woman code. You're a woman. We're trying to, you know, paint him as a woman abuser. How dare you um, come and help save R. Kelly? No, no, no. You stand back. That was the outcry of the critics. So Valencia, she then began getting slammed on social media and she did an interview with a Chicago reporter, Tia Ewing, and she said, I've known R. Kelly for many years. Everyone has the right to due process. Everyone is presumed innocent. When you fall to the bottom, no one is there. I'm just trying to be a friend. I help everyone. I'm not going to to say it was my money or his money. And he's not broke. He was going to post bond anyway. He's my friend. And I know or I knew he needed help. There are three sides to every story. His side, theirs, and the truth. I can't say they're lying, the girls and the young women. It wasn't my money. I'm not going to say whose money it is. I don't condone any man sodomizing anyone or abusing a woman he told me he was innocent if he did it he is wrong if he did it that's wrong he's telling me he's innocent i wasn't there 
None of his critics were there. Give him the chance and allow him to prove his innocence. He's not a monster. He's not. Look at all these priests. Why isn't anyone going after them? They're having a summit over that right now. Why isn't anyone focused on Kiara Coles, the missing pregnant postal worker in Chicago who's gone missing since October 2018? The media focus on Jamie Class. Why isn't anyone looking for Kiara? He's, R. Kelly, only been a gentleman to me. The prosecutors and attorney general need to be prosecuting the priests that were sleeping with five and six-year-old children. Let him, R. Kelly, have his chance in court to prove he's innocent or guilty. As a friend, if he says he's innocent, I can only believe that he is innocent. I'm not in support of any pedophiles. I don't support them at all. He was going to get out regardless. I just went out there to help my friend. No one is giving the stories that really need attention, the coverage they deserve. Valencia is reportedly an owner of a child care facility, Lord and Child Christian Daycare, and owns a number of restaurants, including Love on the Blue. Many people on social media have been unfairly targeting, attacking, and protesting the restaurant Love on the Blue. So now I will play a clip of her attorney, Valencia's attorney, who appeared in court during the R. Kelly last R. Kelly's last um, appearance in court, whereas he was arguing why Valencia um, should and deserves the money back, and the judge denied his request. I think it's very unfair, and I think Valencia deserves to have her money back. your motion and intervene for the limited purpose of arguing on behalf of the surety uh, that you want the bond return. I don't know if, the, if, if counsel is ready to argue today if they need a little time. I'd be, oh, I, I filed it Friday, so I do understand that they might have all the time to respond. If not, I'm ready to prepare to argue today. Uh, well, it, it seems to me, just looking at the motion, yeah. that the only response that the uh, defendant may have is whether or not he wants to agree to exonerate the bond, which means that he would be held no bond. I, and, and, and again, I understand that they are trying to petition in Northern District of Illinois and, um, and in uh, New York. However, Judge, um, the petitioner is in fear of jeopardy of losing this bond, Judge, as we understand. I think there may have been a CBR placed on this bond. And there's money's old, so we want to try to stop before and let the court know at the earliest moment that we expect to receive these monies back. Okay, the only uh, the only question I have is what authority do you believe that the surety has to come in and request that I do that? Well, Judge, there's been a substantial change of circumstances. Just like when there's a change of circumstances to increase the bond, Judge, in this instance, he's held no bond, so the purposes of the bond are frustrated in Illinois. And with, with that being said, Judge, the insurer, he had no basis of knowledge 
for the additional investigations and for this purposes only. So if Bond is to be frustrated and he's to be held no bond, then there's no need to have her money sitting in deposit. So if, if they want to have an opportunity to address that, maybe some modifications to the other jurisdictions' bonds, but this case, this money in these instances were expected to be for this purposes. With Bond being frustrated, the court has, a, has the ability to address Bond in its own. Right, you didn't increase the bond in this instance, however. But this is a different issue. Yeah. You're asking you're asking on behalf of the surety that I return the bond money. And I'm asking you by what authority are, are you asking that? If bond is frustrated or if he's not being if the purpose of the bond are not being met, then the court has an has an option at his discretion, Judge, to order the defendant held with no bond in this instance. If he's going to be held no bond in two other jurisdictions and have this bond here waiting, then the entire purpose is a bond and frustrated, so we can actually let you exonerate it. It's, it's, it's allowable under the statute if you want additional specific instances we can provide those, Judge. Well, let me ask you this. Um, your client, yes. okay, is... Uh, Miss Veronica Love, is that correct? Valencia. Uh, I'm sorry, Valencia Love. Yes. And she's the she's the surety. She signed a bond slip, correct? Yes. Okay. And did she read the bond slip? Yes. She
can't see on the online, and that's on behalf of the surety requesting leave to intervene in this matter and present a motion to your honor. All right, I'll give you the opportunity to uh, uh, file your motion and intervene for the limited purpose of arguing on behalf of the surety uh, that you want the bond returned. I don't know if, the, if, if counsel is ready to argue today, if they need a little time. I, do, I, I filed it Friday, so I do understand that they might have more time to respond. If not, I'm ready prepared to argue today. Uh, well, it, it seems to me, just looking at the motion, yeah. that the only response that the uh, uh, defendant may have is whether or not he wants to agree to exonerate the bond, which means that he would be held no bond. I, and, and, and again, I understand that they are trying to petition in Northern District of Illinois and um, and in uh, New York. However, Judge, um, the petitioner is in fear of jeopardy of losing this bond, Judge, as we understand. I think there may have been a CBR placed on this bond, and there's monies owed, so we want to try to stop before and let the court know at the earliest moment that we expect to receive these monies back. Okay, the, only, uh, the only question I have is what authority? you believe that the surety has to come in and request that I do that? Well, Judge, that's been a substantial change of circumstances. Just like when there's a change of circumstances to increase the bond, Judge, in this instance, he's held no bond, so the purposes of the bond are frustrated in Illinois. And with, with that being said, Judge, the surety had no basis of knowledge for the additional investigations. It was for this purposes only. So if the bond is to be frustrated and he's to be held no bond, then there's no need to have her money sitting in deposit so if, if they want to have an opportunity to address that, maybe some modifications to the other jurisdictions' bonds. But this case, this money, in these instances, were expected to be for this purposes. With bond being frustrated, the court has the, moment, has the ability to address bond in its own right. You didn't increase the bond in this instance, however. But this is a different issue. Yeah. You're, asking, you're asking on behalf of the surety that I return the bond money. And I'm asking you, by what authority? Are, are, are you asking that? Judge, if bond is frustrated or if he's not being, if the purposes of bond are not being met, then the court has an, has an option at its discretion, Judge, to order the defendant held with no bond in this instance. If he's going to be held no bond in two other jurisdictions and have this bond here waiting, then the entire purposes of bond are frustrated, so we can actually let you exonerate it. It's, it's, it's allowable under the statute if you want additional specific instances, we can provide those, Judge. Well, let me ask you this. Um, your client, yes. okay, is uh, Miss Veronica Love. Is that correct? Uh, I'm sorry, Valencia Love. Yes. And she's the she's the surety. She signed the bond slip, correct? Yes. Okay. And did she read the bond slip? Yes. She did? As far as I understand. All right. If you look at the bond slip, it's clearly stated under notice to person providing bail money other than the defendant. And there's four points. Yes. All right. And point one is I understand that the money that I have posted is for the bail for the defendant named in this uh, bond in the above numbered case or cases okay paragraph one paragraph two and this is most important paragraph two i understand that even if the defendant follows all court, all court orders uh that this money may be ordered in uh 
in the judge to pay for the defendant's attorney's fees, court costs, fines, fees, and restitution to the victim, and that I may lose all of my money. That's italicized for emphasis. Third, I understand that if the defendant fails to comply with the conditions reflected in the bond, I may lose all my money should the court enter the forfeiture of bail order. Again, I may lose all my money is also italicized. Uh, and then the fourth point deals with the 10% of the bond. But my point is this, that when your client signed this surety on behalf of Mr. Kelly, um, right next to the signature, these conditions are set forth. So, I mean, there's a, there's a certain risk that a surety has in signing a bond slip for someone on behalf of someone who's in custody. She took that risk. Notwithstanding the language on that, we still ask that in the issue of fairness, Judge, Mr. Mr. Kelly is a man of massive resources. This is a private citizen that comes for a limited purpose to assist. And in the interest of what fairness is, she didn't know that New York was going to indict. She didn't know that Minnesota was going to indict. She didn't know that Northern District of Illinois was going to indict. And then those changed the circumstances where, and as part of paragraph two, Judge, Mr. Counsel was was representing Mr. Kelly prior to the posting of said bond. So that was hard to see how that could anticipate, how he could anticipate someone posting bond and using those resources to cover his fees. So what we actually say in the interest of fairness, if he's not going to be released on bond in this interest, exonerate the bond. And it's not an uncommon practice if someone's custody status is... That's a decision made by the defendant. That's not a decision made by the surety. That's made by the defendant. Okay. And the money is is posted on behalf of the defendant by the surety. I still think sureties, and I can find the statute, I think sureties have a right to say if there's a change of circumstance or he doesn't comply with that, they can raise and say, hey, I'd like to have that money back. I don't think it's... I'd like to see that because I've never run across that. And I think of what that implies. Think of what that implies if what you're saying is true. The implications are that is that any person who posts the bond on behalf of another, all right, if they don't like what's going on with the defendant or the particular circumstances, they can come into a court and ask that the bond be exonerated because they feel that things aren't going the way that they thought that they would. That contradicts completely what's in the notice to the surety on the bond slip at the time that Ms. Love signed the bond slip. When that bond slip was being signed in the halls of the Cook County Jail, I don't think that she took the time to have legal advice. I think that we can raise these issues, Judge, and the fact that any surety would request something that doesn't like the way that the case is going, that's not the instance here. And it seems like it's going to be a big grab at it when it wasn't initially agreed upon. So if the court would like additional information, I can present that and we can set it down for additional hearings where the court can be persuaded. I'm not going to go down that road right now. I'm going to deny your motion. I'm going to deny it. I don't believe that there's any basis for it, so it'll be denied. If you have anything else in the future and you want to bring it, I'll take a look at it. But right now, you haven't really presented me with anything that 
And in fact, uh, I believe that the law is contrary to what to what you're telling me. But I'll take a look at something if you have something. You can always you can always ask to come in again on a petition intervene. Okay. All right. What else do we have today? 